How's your headphones? Are they uh, enough? Can yeah, you, good. It's good. Okay, you want me to turn it down or up or leave yeah, it? Yeah, perfect. Good. Okay. Yeah. All right. yeah. But yeah, so Chris Jackson, uh, he was our second mm-hmm. of the doing business in Africa. Yes. He also said the government is a lot of times bought out by either Western powers or Western corporations, essentially. They'll come, he called them the economic hitmen. They'll come and they'll say, hey, here's a pat, literally a pallet of money, like a pallet of a hundred dollar bill. So you'll, you'll be an instant billionaire yeah. or we can kill you and your family. So you can take this money and help, help us whenever we want to do something, we're going to come do it. And you, you facilitate that or, and you take this money or we'll just take you out and we'll go get somebody else to do the same thing. Basically it's a, it's yeah. a, it's a false choice. Yeah, basically. <laughs> like, oh man, do I become a billionaire or yeah. do I get my whole family killed? And that's what they did to his, um, the previous president of Liberia yes. back in the um, early, I believe it was the early yeah, 80s. Yeah, late, yeah early 80s. Probably. Early, I think it was the early 80s. And he said he fleed the country. But all the people that he worked with were killed. They wiped them out. Yeah. The military, they basically paid off the military. The military came and wiped everybody out. And he, he, was, he was able to escape it. And previous to that, Liberia yeah. had like uh, an economy that was growing oh, yeah. faster than the United States economy. Like it was, it was, they was holding it down. So when they saw that this was what was happening in Liberia, they're like, hey, we got yeah. to go over there and do something about this. It's, it's just really a sad story. But we find that this is the case all all over Africa. Like um, we learned from Dr. Arakana that five hundred billion dollars a year is taken out of Africa every single year from various countries, from the Francophone countries. Yeah. And it's actually their money, yes. but they hold it in France. Yeah. And France gets all the benefit of it, the interest off of it. They basically use it like it's their own money. And then when they want to use it down there and in the Francophone countries, they act like these guys are down here begging for scraps or something and trying to get some humanitarian relief. It's their own money. It's their money. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, but they, they're allowed to do this by the African leadership. So not a lot of people are saying this. Like ultimately, at the bottom line of this, a lot of, a lot of these uh, countries, we're allowing them to yeah. come and do what they're doing out of fear of death. Yes. And then also because they're they're making a lot of people rich down there, but not the not the people in general, the the leadership. And that's the thing, you know, yeah. you have to you have to separate the citizenry with the leaders, you know. Yeah. So the leaders, or so-called leaders, they don't really um, yeah look at them as leaders because leaders are people who help their people. They look out for their people. You know what I mean? As they, they should. As they yeah. should, you know. So I look at them as just stooges. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. for me, like, honestly, like, I grew up with just, you know, being from Kenya, mm-hmm. just, just rampant corruption from really from the day you're born. Man, the headlines are de- like every day is just so even much, cu- even currently. Oh, it's gotten worse now from from almost uh, something you can mitigate to yeah. now amounts that are crazy. Like wow! Billions of dollars. Like sometimes you're like, wow, how, how much money do we have that people can steal? And the country's still standing, you know. Yeah. But wow. For me, in my own opinion, my own view, mm. is to invest in the people from ground up. That's all you can do. Because yeah. otherwise, if you, 
you can keep talking about the corruption. Mm -hmm. uh, we've been talking about it for 30 plus years, yeah. and it's never ended. You know? so, yeah. you, so I figure that I've, you know, you're wasting more time. Mm -hmm. it's, it's good to think about it. And don't ignore it. Yeah. I, I feel like you should not spend more time thinking about, oh, he's so corrupt, they're so corrupt. It just becomes banter. They're going to be corrupt. Be corrupt. Assume <laughs> that that's going to be yeah, the case. It's going to be always. Yeah. You know? so, yeah. And in some cases, the, the, you know, it could be me here talking, as you say, and the next thing, yeah. someone waves some money in front of me. Right? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a matter of, you know, uh, it's, you know, corruption is part of business mm -hmm. for the people who are facilitating it. Yeah. But if you, so for me, I, I, I figure like if I came and hang out with you one on one, Mm -hmm. and actually told you my experiences in Africa mm -hmm. and you told me your desires and I told you my desires here yeah, yeah. I think between us we can forge a plan and maybe even a business mm. and to me that's a better win than actually saying okay um, let's try and see if the government can help us with you know with a loan or something like that so yeah. that's that's how people in Africa think they always think of the government is going to help them yeah but it never comes through, never. So it's about time, like you look for other ways, other other resources. I agree. That are away from because the government is just a big disappointment all through. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just feel like if, and I agree with you a thousand yeah. percent. Yeah. I just feel like ultimately business leads to government. Okay. Yeah. And if we, in order to do any real business, wherever you are in the world, you have to have the. The, the blessing, the so to speak. The condition should be right. Exactly, of the government. Like, you don't want to get robbed. You don't want to get taken advantage of. You want to you wanna do as much business and do as much big business as possible, but all of that requires a stable government. Oh. <laughs> the, the cracking of there sounded like it was right here because the headphones. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, so uh, yeah, we, I, we, I, I, we stole some of your soda, bro. I'm sorry. I'll reimburse you. Um, from the storage closet upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> That's your sister's soda. Uh, I wasn't not paying their back then. Co-host Shimon Warden, the biz. Hey, everybody, how you doing? Are you still sick, bro? How you feeling? Yeah, I am still sick. What's going on, bro? Man, the whole family got wiped out. That sinus infection. Mm. I uh, you get that flu, bro? No, I had the flu a little a while ago. Oh, it man. wasn't that bad. But oh, this man. thing was like a mild sinus infection. You just look looking around, you know. We got strep, bronchitis. We got it. We got it all going on in the house right I'm gonna now. I need you to steam clean that mic when you uh, when you get it done, bro. Let's <laughs> 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 we'll just write your name on that one. This right? <laughs> is my mic. This, this is uh, my mic. Man, I hope you guys. Well, thank you for coming down. I know you didn't even want to come down, man. No, I, I slept. Um, I took some medication. Oh man, I, I hibernated on the uh, sofa for a little oh, while. I love that that sofa sleep. Oh wait, was a baby jumping on you while you were sleeping though? I, I didn't even notice. 
Oh man, that's dope, bro. I like the sofa sleep every once in a while. Um, I'm sorry, man. I was sick too. Uh, oh, so hey, let's it, let's uh, update the the people about you, man. So I was sick with the flu for uh, about three days. Um, a tree fell on my car, my brand new car from 2019. Yeah, that one uh, totaled. So um, we've had a, we've had a very interesting week here, but that's not why we're here today. I just like to share my sob stories with the with the people here. We have a guest here for Doing Business in Africa number eight, Anthony Jigwa. Okay, I said that. All right, there we go. The N is silent. Um, He is a gentleman who started uh, Foodies Without Borders. You can check him out on foodieswithoutborders.org. He is... I'm going to put it all together. It's going to sound right when you hear it. Foodies Without Borders is a nonprofit focusing on empowering young entrepreneurs in developing countries through culinary arts and sustainable farming. They are empowering and uniting African communities with diaspora communities around America, around the world, around the world. world. Um, Thank you for joining us today, sir. Thank you. Anthony hails from uh, Kenya, Nairobi specifically. Um, that's actually one of my top 10 African destinations because uh, when I saw the pictures, I saw the videos. Man, it's a beautiful city, bro. It's a beautiful city. It's a beautiful city, it's a beautiful city man. It's as close to Wakanda as I have seen <laughs> in Africa. I'm, I'm serious. It is, welcome, it is a, welcome, welcome. Yeah. Welcome. So we, we, gonna, we definitely go in there. It's like, definitely got some good vibes there for sure. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. So, so tell, us, tell, us about, uh, tell us about Kenya. So how long have you been here? I've been here since 97. Okay. So, mm-hmm. uh, 97, I came here. Um, believe it or not, I went to Oklahoma for school. Really? Yeah. So, oh, that, was, that was a big shock. I mean, yeah. Uh, I got a scholarship there. How'd you, how'd you like those Southerners, man? That's not the South. That's the Southwest. Uh, it is the South. I mean, anything. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma, I, I knew a girl from South. Yeah, she yeah. sounded super country. Anything. No, the country, but it's, it's country. the Southwest. Yeah. The Southwest, Midwest, kind of. Yeah. Okay. Somewhere, somewhere oh, okay. Plain right. country. So how, but how'd you like it though? I didn't like it as much as okay. I thought I would. So, okay. but I have I had family out here mm-hmm. in Boston, so I was only there for a year. Oh, so man. I I was like, even with the scholarship, I just didn't want to stay there. So wow, was, was like, that serious, man? Well, you know, my expectations was not what I thought of. You know, when I yeah. went there, I mean, the school was was a good school. Yeah. You know, but also I had to. You know the scholarship was not a full scholarship, so I had to. You had to work too, and to all that. To, yeah, and, you yeah. Know, so there's no work, and then I had tragedy. My my father passed away. Oh, sorry to hear that. Sorry, man. I was like, okay, so I had a decision to make. So I, I had to come to Boston. Obviously, there's work here. Yeah. So I just didn't go to school. Oh wait, when did you come to Boston? Um, '98. That's mm-hmm. exactly when I left here for Seattle. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. That same wow. year. Yeah. So. And then, so yeah. I just worked and worked and worked, helping people yeah. back in the motherland. Mm. And then um, got married, and eventually I went back to school, mm. to, you know, culinary uh, school. Yeah, I just graduated um, in um, two years ago. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But you know, I've always loved to cook. Yeah. I've always loved business. Yeah. About all kinds of business. I, at one time, I had a clothing line. It was doing really well. Yeah. You know, um, but I, I started the clothing line just before the internet was really, you know, um, you know, people were using the internet okay. to sell their merchandise. Yeah. So, um, like, you know, it kind of became a little bit difficult, mm-hmm. but now I'm actually ready to go back to it because everybody's saying, hey, 
we miss what he used to put out there. Oh, yeah. well, that's you definitely good. should. So but now's the, now's the time to do that for yeah, sure. So that's the time yeah. to do that. But also yeah. with the foodies, it was more like, okay, how do I empower people, and how do I? I've always wanted to go back home mm. and do something yeah. for the people there. Yeah. And I figured through food, I'm able to re-enter back to Kenya. So. So tell tell us a little bit about Kenya. So what uh, what kind of country is it? What's the population? You told me about a refugee camp they had there. Uh, yeah. What's the politics like? Well, Kenya is uh, is a it's a it's a great country to mm. be honest. It is. Yeah. I mean, it's a uh, it's a place that I grew up with. I I grew up very comfortable, mm. but obviously not for everybody. But back in the seventies, eighties, yeah, you know, there was a true middle class. You know, it was, yeah. a, it was a great country, great education system, great health system, all that. You know. Yeah. And is we, that still the case? We were much fewer then. You know, mm. I think probably at that time we were like twenty-five million. Okay. So, but as time went by, you mean the whole country? The whole country was twenty-five million. Twenty-five million. Wow. But now it's fifty. Okay. You know, you know, thirty years later. Wow, that's people. a big jump in 30 years. Yeah, so basically 100. percent At one time, Kenya had the highest birth rate, so people were popping kids. And they <laughs> were getting busy. They were getting busy. So yeah. I don't know if it's still the case, but uh, yeah, I mean, the politics—you know—it's a fairly stable uh, country. I don't like the word "fairly stable." That's, to me, that seems like you know, coping out. It should be a stable country. You know what I mean? But so you you don't feel comfortable just saying stable? You want it fairly stable. That's how they how that's how the international world, yeah. um, you know, terms Kenya as you know. <laughs> so I feel like they compare us with the countries. So Kenya is surrounded by Somalia, which yeah. obviously just didn't have a government until recently. Yeah, and then I think they still they, don't. Uh, they do have one now. Oh, uh, okay. An, an interim government. Oh, okay. All right. So uh, at some point they were operating in. Kenya, the government of Somalia was in Kenya. Wow. Yeah. So they were running their business. Out of Kenya. Out of Kenya. Wow. So, but they're back now. And, you know, Sudan also has had its problems mm-hmm. over the years. Uganda, northern Uganda. So we have, so Kenya is surrounded by Uganda, Tanzania, uh, Somalia, mm. and Sudan, and Ethiopia. Yeah. So uh, Ethiopia, above, Ethiopia yeah. also had its, uh, during the famine. So Kenya has had a huge influx of, uh, of uh, refugees. So they build this uh, refugee camp in the middle of the desert uh, in the 90s. And that's where, you know, since then, Somali, Sudanese, people just live there. I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I, because I'm an ignorant American, I don't really exactly know what a refugee camp is. I just think like a, a, a fenced-in area with tents or something. What, what is it? What does it look like? Well... Personally, uh, I've never been there, but I've, I've actually, uh, uh, I know the subject well because I know uh, refugees who have lived there. Yeah. So basically it started as... Didn't Hashim go? Did, was Hashim uh, in Hashim there? Hashim lived there. Yeah, yeah Hashim lived yeah, there. So yeah. most, most refugee camps, they start as temporary. Mm. That's what they say. Well, yeah. you're just here for temporary, right? Yeah, yeah. Things are going to get better yeah. and you go back where you, where you came from, right? Yeah, yeah. That was not the case in Somalia. Hmm. I mean, so they stayed in those camps and now from tents... To uh, permanent structures, buildings, buildings. There's fiber yeah. optics there. There's <laughs> schools there. There's hospitals there. There's they got satellite internet. Satellite internet. Yeah, for real. They have yeah. um, 
forex exchange places. You can change dollars there. So is it just a city? Is it's it? in the middle of nowhere. Literally, this. it's in the middle of the desert. Kenya yeah. has a big desert in the north. Yeah, yeah. So it's in the middle of in the desert. The, and the aim was contain these people so they don't funnel out mm-hmm. in the country. Almost feel like what's happening in the States, right? Like, hey, yeah. keep them Th- That seems more dignified than what's going yeah, on but, here. But like, yeah, definitely there. Got them in dog cages uh, here. You know, but they are, you know, mm-hmm. basically the movement is limited, but it's definitely, uh, um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a working uh, city that people have grown from there. Mm-hmm. People went there when they were kids. They're second generations now. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So some people have never known Somalia or Sudan. They've only known there. They've only known there. So that's part of it. But that's wow. far removed from Afri- from Kenyans. So if you ask a regular Kenyan, mm-hmm. where is Kakuma camp or Dabab camp? That's the names of the camp. Yeah. Like, I don't know. What's that? Or they'll say, oh, it's somewhere in the north. It's somewhere in how, how far away is it in miles? Uh, it's, I would say probably a day's travel, two days. Wow, from the oh. city, it's far, you know. Okay. So, so, so. So it's the, like out there. <laughs> out there. So the government kind of like out of sight, out of mind, out of sight. Kind yeah. Of so. Wow. But uh, other than that, you know, you know, Kenya is a very uh, cosmopolitan yeah. city. It's very mixed. Nairobi, you mean? Nairobi. Yeah. But in Kenya in general, but Nairobi definitely. Okay. You know, there's um, white people. There's Arabs. There's um, Indian, mm-hmm. there's um, Asian, there's um, Americans, Brits, Germans, everybody's there. And then, in terms of religion, uh, it's I think eighty plus percent African uh, Christian. Mm-hmm. Obviously, broken into Catholic and Protestant. Yeah. So different denominations of Protestants. Yeah. And then there's Muslim. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's a big probably another the second. Uh, populous religion is Muslim, but not as big. Yeah. Then there's Hindu. It's Hindus. There's Hindus. Yeah. Oh, Indians probably. Indians, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. There's, uh, there's uh, um, these uh, temples, mosques. In some cases in Nairobi, there's a mosque, a temple, and a church, all in one block. <laughs> so I like that. That's so, diversity. So, so it's definitely a diverse place, and you, you know, you definitely don't feel like you stick out. Yeah. We went to Kenya, you won't feel like people are staring at you. And if they do, it's like a quick one minute and that's it. We, we talked about this slightly briefly before, we, before the podcast started, but my main reason for starting, not my main reason, I would say the initial thought that started the thought process of do, this Doing Business in Africa series is I wanted to go somewhere where I don't experience racism. Like I, I don't, I'm tired of like, it's, it's here all the time. We have one of our most popular podcasts is um was it racism is what racism is tiring or racism is exhausting i exhausting, think that's that's, I mean. a, that's the title for one of our most popular podcasts i think it's like number five it was just you man and i talking it was just me time. and I'm t- yeah we were just basically just venting like man i'm tired of this like every place you go it's like uh we, when we interviewed chike ukebo he's the presidential candidate of nigeria okay this was back in november and he said a very important comment that stuck in my head over there, he was, was he Igbo? He's Igbo. He said when he came here, he was automatically transformed into just a black guy. Yeah, he said he went from being an Igbo boy yeah. to a just a black guy. Like the, all, all that tribal... Uh, Basically, they strip you off. Uh, everything. Yeah. Identity. And all, he yeah. cuts you off as soon as yeah. you get here. Yeah. Uh, hey, this is a black guy, 5'9", 
uh, haircut, be be careful. He might be dangerous. Might have a gun. You know that 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 just like I'm tired of that. I'm just tired of it, man. And even though I'm like me and him, we're not the darkest guys on the planet. All right, we're we're very light skinned Negroes. Yes, yes, <laughs> this is just reality. Yeah. But even still, we have to deal with uh, when we go out here in the work environment. As like we're both business owners. Yes. There's a certain uh, a certain amount of. Um, Catering yes. that we have to do to make sure they don't feel mm-hmm. like Basically, I'm potentially dangerous. You have to walk on eggshells. I have to walk on eggshells. Yeah. I'm tired of that shit. <laughs> I'm tired of it, bro. I'm really tired of it. We're, we're doing all right. We're not. We're not struggling out well. We are. We 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 do a lot. Yeah. But you know, I want to just go somewhere where I can just be me, yes. man. Yes. He wants to just be Shaman. Yes. Maybe the Biz. I yes. might want to be Iron Man Abdullah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't want to have to worry about. Uh, walking on eggshells around the white people who were really running things, you know, yes. and so that was that was the initial thought process. Like I, same thing here. We're just black guys here in Boston. Yes, yes. Yeah. you know, you, if you someone describes be... us from across the room, that light skinned black guy. You I want like, more. No, than no, no. That. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. <laughs> don't worry about him. Yeah, <laughs> he's good. I don't that like. I'm tired of that. Like I'm just really, really tired of it. That was that. So that was the original thought. Now it's blossomed into a lot more than that. Yeah, mm. you know, doing the whole concept of doing business in Africa. Is um, because if we decide to go to Africa, which yeah. ultimately I would like to do, yeah. we need a way to take care of our families. Well, you know? there's a lot of them. And there's a lot of kids. I got seven. He's got five. All right. I got three. So. You got three. So, you know, you, there's a need. No matter where we yeah. go, we're going to have to work. Of course. Of but course. we're still men. But you know what? The you thing know? is, you know, it's, it's, it's very uh, humbling. Yeah. Obviously, to hear, you know, both of you. Yeah. Having that mindset, you know, of, hey, um, we, we we are very super interested in Africa, you know. Like yeah. A lot of people might say, uh, probably my people, some some of your friends might ask you why, you know. But for me, it's like, why not? Why not? You know what I mean? That's uh, where we came from, bro. Yeah, you know, I had a good time. Every yeah. t- I've been mainly to uh, northern Africa, and I've been in the Middle East. Yeah. But I found like once I got to um, Africa, my brother has been to Kenya. Okay. And, uh, and Tanzania. Okay. And um. People just like, oh, you look like my cousin, and that's it. That's it. That's it. it. That's, it. Like, that's it. That's it. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, I'm good with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, mean, in. yeah. I can say that's you know that's a good start, you guys. Um, obviously, um, first of all, I want to thank you for um, inviting me to the podcast. Thank you for coming, bro. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you for coming. Uh, and you know, it's a uh, it's a long time coming. You know, yeah. like, whereby Africans and African Americans, and also there's a new class. Like for me, so am I. I'm a United States citizen, but I'm born in Kenya, but I've lived here for 20 years. So what am I? Really, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we don't. I don't think we You're should. But, we should but for me, yeah. I, I, I always say, you know what? Screw all that. Yeah. All that. Yeah. And we are all black people, and and Africa is a motherland. Yeah. That's the mothership to me. So, that, so that, that, we've been hearing that a really a common theme. Yeah. Yeah. Like and they need like no matter where you go, no you still have who you are. Yeah, you can be who you are. Yeah. But you go anywhere. But, in but, Africa. You, but, you, but Africa is where you should look for. You know, um, for example, if you if if you want to reconnect. Yeah. You know, you know physically yeah. and even in a, on a spiritual level. You know, just you know think of uh, inner city person living all their life here, right? And then you go to. Africa see something like Mount Kilimanjaro, right? Yeah. It's very inspiring just to be there and to see, wow, all these tourists coming from far, you know, far away just yeah. to see this mountain, right? Yeah. yeah. And for me, 
you know, people, I mean, like when you, when you come there, people will be like, hey, you're just, as you say, you're just another guy who just arrived to, you know, another black guy mm-hmm. who, who's at home, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. when they see the tourists, they want to, uh, you know, know, you know, how much are you paying? How much are you going to pay for this? But for you come out there, they respect you in mm-hmm. a way that thank you for coming. You know, I've, I've been hearing a lot of Africans thanking African-Americans, yeah. like, thank you for coming. See, here's the here's thing, and this is what we're battling here in America, and this is the one of the other many reasons that we're doing this podcast is because African-Americans are fed a steady diet yes. of Africa being a disease-infested hellhole. Negativity. Full of, full of poverty yeah. and uh, children with bloated bellies. And it, like any, any picture you see, if you look up African children right now, yeah. I guarantee you're going to, if you type in African children in Google, you're going to find some kids with flies in the faces yes. and they're starving, laying on the ground, about to die. That's, I'm not going to say that that doesn't exist. But that's but not everything. That's not everything. As I mean, much money and everything that we have and there. Actually, they, t- mm-hmm. they take the extreme cases yeah. mm-hmm. and present them yeah. as the norm. Yeah. But that's not, this is the whole country, that's man, the whole, or the whole that's continent. Yeah. Yeah. And this true. is not the true. So, and then the same thing over there. Mm-hmm. They're fed, you guys are fed a constant diet of us being uh, shifty thugs. Yes. Who are, and I, I'm not saying that's all the case, yeah. but I'm saying I've, I've, I've known some older, I don't know if it's the younger generation, yeah. but I've known some older, um, I've known a lot of different, like older Nigerians, older Ethiopians. I don't know if it's the younger guys, but they seem to have a little bit of uh, misconceptions about who we are as well. Yes. As if, uh, you know, Little Wayne in uh, New Jack City. That's that's our PR for yes. who we are over yes, there. Yes, yes. That's, that's, <laughs> you know, that's and the, that's not the case either. That's the billboard. Exactly, that's a billboard. But I'm saying <laughs> yes, yes. that you know, um, and I felt like island we're kept separated in, that way. Yeah. Say, say again. An, then there's another separation here here in in the Americas between English speaking. Um, People of African descent, Spanish speaking, mm-hmm. Dutch speaking, French speaking. Yes. Like we all didn't get, like, okay, um, your colonial power gets to determine who you're connected to. Yeah. I um, mean, it's just a divide and rule. Yeah. You know, math. You know? Yeah. So the, the, the divide and rule is so effective yeah. that that's, you know, they won't stop because it's very effective. So the, the only way to beat it is recognizing that that's a weapon. Yeah, people out there should look up their Berlin conference. Yes, um, Dr. Arakana, we're gonna we're gonna uh, post a speech that she gave us permission to post, um, where she talked a little bit about that. People should look that up, and that's that's the uh, the the meeting that a bunch of Europeans and Americans. I don't know, if Americans there? I can't remember. No, it's before. I think it was Europeans. Yeah, a bunch of Europeans got together. And they divided Africa up into the different countries that we have today. And they, they purposely kept some countries together and they purposely divided some other countries yeah. in the way that would allow them to rule most effectively. Yeah, so they would take tribal nations were in conflict. Yes. Let's put them together. Yep. If they're, That's crazy. <laughs> if, they're having, if they're having strife, uh, or if they're good, Let's divide them. Yeah. So the 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 fact that Man. nation is genius too, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's genius, bro. Very, it's you very never effective. Have, you never yeah. have a cohesive adversary. Um, yeah. Just a couple of days ago was the twenty fifth uh, anniversary for the genocide in Rwanda. <sighs> so eight hundred thousand people dead in hundred days. Yeah, I remember that. that was, so I remember that too. So yeah. you know what it took like I don't know months before Bill Clinton was uh, you know. 
uh, was going to accept such genocide. Like it mm. took 800,000 people for, because you know they have to, you have to accept it's a genocide for yeah. outside help to come in. Yeah. So when 500,000 people are dying, they're still saying no, that's just an internal conflict. Until now, you know it came to 800,000, but. It came on the news. You know how that. If you could imagine, if if one thousand people in London died, (laughs) that shoot ten people. I remember I was young then. It was ninety four, and to us in Kenya, looking on TV, seeing bodies floating on rivers, you know, going towards the ocean, you know, the lake, you know, and you know, the reason that conflict is so deep rooted. So it was the Tutsi and the Hutus, right? Yeah. Yeah. And those are the same people, same language, yeah. but they were divided by height. By are you serious? Yeah, so, so the Tutsis are usually like taller. Don't tell me that, man. That's yeah, the dumbest so, thing. So are you serious oh, right yeah, now? I mean, that's, that's how... So say it again. So, oh, so hold on, back up, back up. Yeah. So the Tutsis, Tutsis were taller? They're taller, so, and the Hutus, uh, who are majority, are like shorter people. Like, you know, like... Get the heck out of here. That's how, you know, that's how those two people were actually classified as Tutsis and Hutus. Who 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 did that? Um, they did that among that, themselves. That's, that's the uh, the uh, I believe it was Belgium or French uh, colonizers. The colonizers one. Belgium, I believe. That's yeah, crazy, Belgium, bro. I believe it was this Belgium. is crazy. So that's how they uh, and, and and so what they did is they took the more taller people and gave them power, you know, position within wow. as their sub- subordinates, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And then. They were the subordinates of the other people, so it was like, you know, you're better than them. Yeah. You work for us. So the Belgians did that. Yes. You just taught me something today, and, bro. And that's how. And it was based on their. They were just taller. Yes, just taller. And then with, <laughs> over the years, that, I don't want to laugh, but it's yeah. like, are you? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But but over you the get to subjugate me because you're taller than me now. <laughs> yes. And then over the years, wow. It, of course, it led to Ridiculous. a lot of uh, resentment. Right? Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. So it as it goes on, and it, it goes on, on, off on, of something silly, it yes. actually turns into something, something real. real, you know. Yeah. And then, so at one point, you know, you, you know, human beings just get pushed to the brim, and they they go for it. Yeah. You know? they, they, they in, in this case, how you know, many white people died? How many Belgians died in that? That that's zero. <laughs> zero. Yeah, so, <laughs> they were no it's, longer it's, there. It's funny yeah. though because right, you guys work it out. We're going to be over here uh, taking all your it, money. It's funny because the first peacemakers or yeah. other peace troops yeah. from UN yeah. that arrived in Rwanda to help stop that yeah. were from Belgium. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was like, they were wow. like, well, <laughs> was like, okay, this is on schedule. It's on schedule. Let's come back wow. here. You know, so, but it's, it's also right now in um, uh, Central African Republic, mm-hmm. in Cameroon, yeah. these people were fighting because of one people can speak English. And the other one can speak French. Man, we gotta do better, bro. So, ex- exactly, three of us look alike. Mm-hmm. You speak French. Yeah. yeah. To me, I was like, how do I even know how you sp- you know you speak French by without you talking? Yeah. But you know, but that's how. And wow. And some you know some are fighting um, you know uh, Catholic and Muslim and Muslim and Catholic, but they're yeah. the same people. Wow. And all this without any Western person present, they just wait for it to happen. Mm-hmm. You, you set it up. I mean, there's a. Um, it's crazy. There's been know. a lot of studies. And one, the one everyone knows is the the. Uh, Stan, I think it was Stanford or UC Berkeley did the prison pro, um, project back in the 
sixties or seventies, could have mm-hmm. been eighties. Okay. They just took students. Yeah. And they made some prisoners. Yep. And some. Oh, I heard yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, was that yeah, Yale yeah. or Columbia yeah. or something? It, like it was uh, out west. I think it was. It yeah. might have been Stanford, Stanford, UC Berkeley. Yeah. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And within the a couple of hours, you know, a couple of days, yeah. a couple of hours, you know, about forty-eight hours. Yeah. The prison, the people appointed, and this is just a study. They, they know it's a school project. Yeah. Became abusive. It became monsters. They were monsters. like F these little uh, no, prisoners over here. They were kicking here. them. Yeah. They were yeah. beating them. Yeah. It, it was just the the notion that I have authority oh, without you. oversight and no yeah. value. You are devalued. Yeah. Just change how their their brains are working. And then the people who were prisoners yeah. became submissive. Wow. They weren't because I would have been like, "Yo, this is a class Yo, project." Well, knock you. I'm outside. beating your ass when we get out this <laughs> when we get out this room right here. I'm beating. The out of you. That's what I <laughs> no, that's what I'm. That's I, I can't be handling because I don't like the way you're coming at me right now. Yeah. Um, yeah no, no, that's crazy. And this is this is why I, I'm so uh, I'm 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 very much anti-war. Yes. And the reason is it's not just about hey I don't like you you're the enemy I'm gonna kill you. No, there's so much abuse of women and children and even men and like torture and that's all part of war. It's not just two guys fighting or one one side fighting another side. There's so much like just scarring that happens that lasts generations and that's you know again, it comes down to it's a military tactic yeah you know divide and rule right yeah yeah so even in kenya right yeah you know i'm from the most populous tribe kikuyu right kikuyu and then the second one is luo but say it again luo 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 but all my friends yeah. are from both sides yeah like i would never even imagine me myself ever like attacking you you know never. yeah like like i would never but obviously you know, I grew up in the city, mm-hmm. which is, you know, everybody came from wherever they came from within the country. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we were neighbors. We all had the same aspirations. Yeah. And that's the model that we're supposed to really Africans to follow. Because let's face it. I mean, there's, you know, so many tribes within Africa, right? And so conflict is inevitable in some cases. Yeah. But it, it doesn't have to be like any time there's two different people, there has to be a conflict, right? Mm-hmm. So in Kenya... The past struggle usually is between people from my, you know, my people. Like, mm. You know, I don't even like using that, my people, because we're all the same. Yeah. And so the Kikuyu-Luos and other tribes, they're always fighting for who is going to be the leader. Are they fighting politically or are they fighting physically? No, politically. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. but it's because of, but the thing is that people are getting smarter, especially young people. Mm-hmm. They're coming to realize that asshole, that son of a bitch is not for me. Yeah. It's for himself. Yeah. Regarding yeah. from my tribe, I don't care. You know. Yeah. I mean, you know, it might be a little bit sensitive, but like the president right now is mm-hmm. for my tribe. But everybody is seeing like the country is getting worse. Can I ask you a dumb American question? Yeah. You know. This is a, I'm a, I like to play the role of a dumb American and ask dumb American questions. Yeah. So please don't be offended. No, 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 man. But I, 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 when I ask these dumb American no, questions man. that are sometimes offensive. No, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. Because somebody's thinking. No, because some. I, I ask the them because we have a lot of American. Most of our listeners are in America, and sometimes I think this way, so I know that there's someone out yeah, there thinking this no, way too. Good, what exactly is a tribe? What does that mean? Are these all relatives of yours? Well, a tribe basically is classified by language. Oh, that's really? Oh, it's, at, just a, it's just a language. It's just a language. You okay. Know? Like basically, um, um, so if I speak the dialect mm. and someone else who speaks the dialect, mm. I, 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 I deem them as my people. 
So you're not all. It's not like all cousins. No, no, no. Okay. No. So you know, so like Kikuyu's are probably what, like maybe ten million. Okay. Out of the fifty million people. Okay. Well, that's a so lot. That's a that's lot. So it's just that. So if I had someone speaking, and I can understand it. Yeah. That's my tribe. Okay. You okay. Know what I mean? But is it a, a unique language completely, or is it like a dialect? Some overlap a little bit. Okay. But some are completely different. Like you cannot understand whatsoever. Wow. You know hmm. what I mean? But 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 with Kenya though, so the remedy for that that's why Kiswahili hmm. was introduced. Swahili. Yeah. Oh, so, wait, how was Swahili come come about? Godwin speaks Swahili. So, Godwin's our first. Uh, so Kiswahili yeah. basically is um, a mixture of Arabs who are trading. In the East African coast, yeah. So it's Arabic, so really combined with um, Bantu languages. Hmm. So Swahili is Arabic mixed with Bantu, Bantu languages. So some of the some, like a lot of the words, yeah, that you know an, an Iraqi might be saying hmm. in Arabic, I can pick up. Okay. In Swahili, you know what I mean? Wow. I took Swahili yeah, in so college, and I I really liked that class. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and so that's was what was supposed to unify the people and it did hmm. you know and it's official it's one of the it's, it's the official language but it's still considered you know a little bit inferior compared to english which i have a problem with you know what I mean? mm, okay so like the passports the everything you know mm. the government document yeah is english and swahili okay so if you speak swahili alone you still like kind of semi-literate mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. so but if you speak english immediately people know whoa he's landed wow you know? okay so yeah. but in, in countries like tanzania yeah they were able to fend that off the division of tribes the you know uh, the president Nyerere, who was the first president of tanzania yeah emphasized on swahili being the only thing spoken <laughs> so basically all the tribal so that's why Godwin speaks it because he's from Tanzania. Yeah, so yeah. people in Tanzania are very proud to speak Swahili. Yeah. yeah, and they don't, they're not caught up with their tribe. They don't even ask, you know, what tribe are you? Usually they ask, what region are you from? Mm. Okay, you know what I mean. So in that region, maybe like twenty different tribes, but they don't even speak their language. They all speak Swahili. Really? Wow. So I, that so Swahili in Tanzania, yeah, it's a and it's a very safe country yeah. in okay. terms of. You know, it's a very huge country, yeah. almost double the size of Kenya. Wow, has a bigger population. Yeah, yeah. But very, uh, um, it's it's been voted sometimes uh, top five safest country in the world. Look, the, the Tanzania. I, I personally, as a Kenya, I can yeah. say Tanzania is actually a very safer place than even Kenya. Wow, really? I can say that straight up. It, it's know? it's funny because Tanzania, I saw the most manliest thing I ever seen in my life. What's on that? The documentary. Remember, sent it to you of those. They're, they're not Maasai, but they're another large tribe. In, oh, uh, uh, walking up on the lion. Walking up was on the lion. Was that Tanzania? Some Buru. Yeah, yeah. Some, some, uh, that was so Maasai's overlap between Kenya and Tanzania. Yeah. Oh wow. They don't, but they, they don't were Maasai. They were. They were. But they were in the Maasai. The Maasai, yes. Yeah. Um, that our is sister tribe, hell, yeah. bro. And they just walked up on the oh, yeah. uh, a pride yeah. of lions, punked them. Yeah. No guns. No, not yeah. That's, just straight up. That's 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 for sure. That's real. That's that's balls, son. That's real. That's real. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. And so those guys get along with each. Other. Yeah, those guys actually they they they've resisted the modernization. Yeah, I mean now they have cell phones, but they still you know carry out their traditions. Yeah, yeah. and um, you know you know pound for pound, honestly, they live a richer life 
than even people out there in the city. Mm. Yeah. Because, you know, they're removed, you know, they're very healthy to begin with. You know, they, everything's natural, bro. Everything is natural. Yeah, yeah. Um, they still have a very strong sense of family and yeah. community. Mm. So Africa is becoming, so you know, modern Africa yeah. is becoming like the states. You know, where family is just breaking down. That's yeah. not good. Yeah. Brothers going over here. Other brothers going oh, over here. And also capitalism is, is you know, it's so rampant. Yeah. It's all about everybody's trying to get it. You, you know, know what we should do? We've had these. We've I think we've so, touched on it in other podcasts. Capitalism, capitalism needs like some, some like kind of g- like morality guidelines. Well, ca- well, capitalism is inherently unstable, but yeah. um, ca- capitalism was supposed to have was the business part of Protestant um, value system, but you did business. But you got to remember the the Europeans were also very. Uh, they were, they were aggressive I, in business. They would like destroy each other. They were yeah. like cutthroat. So, but polite. But that's not necessary it's for unnecessary. for business. You don't need to be cutthroat. I think, I think social democratic like the Scandi- Scandinavian countries. Mm-hmm. That's a model that can fit with a lot of Africans. Yeah. In a lot of African countries. Yeah. Just because when you think of, um, you know, like in Africa, right? The families are strong. Yeah. To, to begin with, on foundation, right? Yeah. So. But as time goes by, people have to go look for, you know, how to survive. Yeah. And so how people are doing that is by going to the only option left, which is capitalistic, you know, um, based, you know, businesses and work. Yeah, I'm you not against I mean? making, you know, doing money and yeah. yeah. capital but, trade. But what's happening too, again, just mm-hmm. like in the States, mm-hmm. is the rich people, mm-hmm. because they already have the money, no matter how they got it, either by corruption, they have all the opportunities to get richer and richer. And so, keep so, it. So, yeah. keep it. So we, the rest of the population, yeah. is at the mercy of the guy, if he's a nice guy. That's what you're left with. Like, hey, is Brother Iman a good guy or not? Yeah. But he doesn't have to do good things if he doesn't want to. Yeah. So that's what we are left with. You're absolutely right. That is 100% that's correct. That's correct. That's but a if global it, but issue. But if, yeah. if it's a social democratic, yeah. the people demand that it has to be redistributed. We need to be taken care take, of. Take, and take, you can't just of. do whatever you and want to do. And especially yeah. if you're taking the taxes from the people. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you look at the Maasai, their way of life is very, uh, it's a division of labor. So the women have a role. The kids have a role. The warriors have a role, you know. So that's how most families used to be. Yeah. And because of modernization, like like I'm from the Kikuyu tribe. If you look at, if you go back to, not even far, like 40, 50 years ago. Yeah. So I'm from the you've heard of the Mau Mau. The Mau Mau are the freedom fighters who fought the British. Oh, the Mau Mau. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I'm from that tribe, right? Okay. So, Awesome. Coming, come back to this fifties. You can see pictorials, like pictures that how we used to live. Mm. But very, like probably one percent of Kikuyus are left out of ten million <laughs> that live like that. It's only thirty years, like thirty yeah. years removed. Everybody's going to the cities. Everybody's hustling. Everybody's going crazy yeah. looking for money. But you know, with that system, like on, like almost seventy-five percent have been left behind. Mm. Yeah. So people are struggling. So you know. What do we do with this capitalism? How can we go back? Yeah. I think We're there's back. nothing wrong. If you ha- you have to have stable family structures because yes. you look you here. If you look to. here in the states, 
as the the, the U.S. started and they were the only country arguing that the nuclear family so they disempower aunts and uncles and grandparents and they put all the stress on the parents which human society said that over history like that's a really bad idea and um the it's so hard man it's unsustainable it, it's unsustainable because you have the stress and now you look at all the mental illness and strain that's coming out even in not like if you take a, no history of trauma, no warfare, yeah. um, sexual abuse, and all that because th- those things are going to be traumatic. Oh, and then rightfully so, unfortunately. But if you're talking about just a regular family, yes, mm-hmm. just a parent, yes, it, it's just it's too much. And we're and you know, your grandparents are over here. I don't know, I'm from the Caribbean, yes. What country, Barbados, Barbados, okay. So my family has always been all over the world, yes. You know, we haven't seen each other in you see? That's, that's decades. That's when we crazy. get together, we're, we're yeah. still tight-knit. Because yeah. yeah. we stayed in our stories yes. and the connections. And mainly we were connected through my parents and, I, and our parents, right? And But I found as they're aging out, um, those connections around my generation yes. haven't been the same. Because we were, we were in that, you no, know, let me go to college and chase and chase and chasing. And then yeah. you're like, you know, this lifestyle is... Not the best, best, you know. Yeah, you know. Let's go in, because I, I'll just tell you, as a military guy, the military actually emphasizes having a stable family. Yeah. If you have a stable family, you're more likely to get promoted. Yeah. Even though the military makes your life <laughs> really unstable on the family side. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, if you have a family, that's one thing issues. that I, you know. I, I agree with that. At least anything that can, you know, make the family stay together. Yeah, yeah. I'm all up for that. No matter Absolutely. how, you know, and and that's and. What you're saying about um, it's part of foodies. You know, the way we okay. the way we feel like Africans and people in diaspora can mm-hmm. recapture that is through the permaculture world. So so take let, let's take a minute and or longer you know as long as you need. Let's talk about what is foodies without borders. So the way foodies we were thinking of the way in, in its inception is to create jobs through mm. training of young people because there's more young people in Africa. Specifically the young people. The young people yeah. because, you know, and, and specifically uh, females. Okay. Because, mm. you know, we, f- we found out that, you know, females, I'll just say, like, they get it, they, they have it together mm. mostly. Especially in Africa, you find that, you know, they're doing so much anyways to begin with. Really? You know, taking care of kids, still working, just like here, you know? So I what's mean, the what's the what's the problem with the guys then? So, well, the guys are what will always have the, you know, the guys, you know, it's a hierarchy thing, right? So, okay. So if you if you put out a call that you're looking for students, mm-hmm. so we found that we're getting more men, like 100 percent men. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now we need we need a few, you know a few girls yeah. to begin with. Yeah. And we again coming back to what you're saying, you know, we feel like the women, if they're empowered, they'll keep the family together. You know what I mean? Definitely. Because they they they're naturals, you know, by nature, you know, right? They're natural yeah, people. Absolutely. And also, we've, in, in Africa right now, some of the most uh, successful people are female entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they, they, you know, they're more, especially if they get a chance to go to college, yeah. it's a wrap. They're going to do well. I got to bring my daughters you to know? Kenya, man. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So, but then we figured, okay, so we're here in the States, we're mm-hmm. from Africa, we're stressing out. How do we go back to Africa? Mm-hmm. So for me, for one, I don't want to go back to Nairobi, like the way it is, because I know it's it's a it's a it's a good city but for you to really live comfortably you have to be um it can be very expensive you know Hmm. for you to live like the use the life that you're used to here Mm. if you're 
you're going to go back to Africa, right? Yeah. You'll have to spend a little bit more hmm. because, you know, it's, it's not the States. Let's face it. Yeah. But also, it's, it's, it's a, it's, it, there's so many opportunities there. So we figured, how do you go back? So for us, we figured the best way to go back is by buying a piece of land, right? Yeah. Developing it and being off the grid. Yeah. You know, so invest a lot by being off the grid. Yeah. So meaning that you don't rely on the government for water, for electricity. Oh, you really off the grid? Yeah, off the grid because <laughs> it's very inconveniencing in Africa. Like most, even you from a Caribbean, you know yeah. that there's always water shutoffs. There's also luckily Barbados uh, is very small, so small, that doesn't yeah. happen. Doesn't happen, but it's a tourist economy. That's why yeah. they have to make sure it's happening, right? Yeah. In Kenya, like it's a tourist economy. The tourist places. Mm-hmm. They try to take care of them, but there's water shadows. Mm. Electricity is scarce. Wow. Because it's old school, you know, using um, water, you know, yeah. uh, using, um, um, you know, like uh, turbines. So yep, yep. If, if oh, hydropower. Hy- hydro- hydro- yeah. yeah, hydropower. So if there's no rain, then there's no, there's shortage, right? Wow. Yeah. So if you look at most investors, mostly white people who come to Kenya, mm-hmm. that you see the guys who do the big documentaries, you know, the yep. discovery channels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they buy big pieces of land. They invest heavily on being off the grid. When you say big pieces of land, how big are they buying? <laughs> Talking about hectares, <laughs> like from here to you know, Malden. You know, past, past, Damn. Past that. <laughs> so you talking about just miles? Yeah, miles, you know, not acres, you know, miles. So we're gonna buy four cities. So, 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 so called, for for people out there, we record in Quincy. So from Quincy to Malden, like that's. Just an example. That's like that's could be even large. Could that's be like larger. fifteen miles. So that's what they call conservancies. You know, they're very controversial. Because that's they say that wild, bro. Wow. Because they say that um, you know, this land we need to manage it for you, and these animals that are in this land. Hmm. So they get these big parcels of land, and man, and uh, that's wild. And 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 you know, they build like a, a nice, beautiful lodge. Yeah. You know, out of sight. You only see it in magazines. You know, wow. mm-hmm. I've been lucky to go to a few of them, but everything. So when you fly from Boston, you let's say a, a, a doctor. Yeah. You have the money, and you pick you up the airport. Yeah. They fly you to that place, which is there's no city around, just beautiful landscape, right? Yeah. 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 But once you're in there, everything is all set. You know, you have the everything. Think of everything that you would need. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's basically like a luxury hotel. It's a luxury hotel, but it's in the middle of nowhere. Man, there's nobody in there. There's like miles and miles. So, so is that so? Le, le, so you so know when people when, so pe- when people go there like on safari and stuff like that. Well, that's now the that's now the the the, the, the up level. Like the, no, but I'm saying, but someone bought that land. Yes, and it, they're basically taking a tour through their own land, and they have a well, some, big nice. When you go for safari, yeah, yeah, you can go for that option. That's very expensive. Yeah. But you can go. The government also has parks, like national parks. Oh, okay, yeah. all right. And within the national parks, there's you know lodges and got it. Okay, but there's what we call conservancies. Mm. Conservancies, conservation. So conservancies, right? Yeah. So the the thing behind conservancies is basically um, you're not managing your wildlife, Kenya. Let's <laughs> manage it for you. And the way we're gonna manage and sustain ourselves is by selling safaris for people to come to a private property and you know we'll save the animals for you mm-hmm. to me that's bullshit you know but that's how but the way the reason it works well is the investment 
to those places. Yeah. So those people are self-reliant. And that's how, as an African, someone from diaspora, like you, if you want to come to Kenya, that's the only way I would say that would be most conducive for you and your family to buy a piece of land, yeah. invest in being off the grid. And that's what you want to do. That's what I want to do. Yeah. But invest in being off the grid, where you rely, because the government is very unreliable. Mm-hmm. You know, if you live in the city in a luxury apartment, they're there, but sometimes there's no water and there's nothing you can do about it. Is, is it safe to do that kind of because what I'm thinking of is like let's say you're in the middle of nowhere and like a, a, a gang of just thieves want to come and just take your whole property well, and kill you so technically I, I, um, I must think exactly like to be in the middle of nowhere mm. but you can be within communities mm. but within your property got it you have everything for you, you got it I mean? you so got your own water your electricity own water, generators your own food too yeah so that's another thing about food. So people uh, have this misconception that food is uh, clean and organic in Africa. It can be. It used to be. I was just thinking it was. But it's, it's not? It's not because... Ah. <laughs> Did Monsanto come there, man? Monsanto is already there. Oh, mm-hmm. man. But oh, that breaks my heart. But it's not even about Monsanto. It's all about also population yeah. increase yeah. without mm-hmm. uh, a plan how to mitigate that increase of population. Mm. Oh. So... So what's, what are people doing now? So they're, they're pushing in, um, um, they're pushing uh, processed foods in supermarkets. The supermarkets in yeah. Kenya, yeah. they'll shock you. They're massive. They got fruity yeah. pebbles there. They're huh? mega. They're yeah. mega, mega supermarkets. So, like five wow. floors, you know? Oh, wow. Really? So huge. But also, you know, mostly it's just... Um, Imports. Just... You know, some in Chinese, some in Arabic packaging. Wow. Yeah. So, so you don't even know what you're eating. But I would love your opinion. As well. So I was talking, I'm talking to business owners in Kenya right now. I'm talking to someone who has a dairy, uh, dairy concept. And she was letting me know that one of the issues in the dairy industry is lack of food for the dairy and a lack of, so, so much of the dairy that doesn't meet the standards to be supplies. Although Kenya has a lot of cattle, yeah, a lot of dairy supply. Yes, it does not, or dairy cattle, cattle yes. is not enough to feed the whole population and not enough to be able to export. So, it's. What are your thoughts about from your side as seeing it from a well for me as a chef? So, uh, so the way the society of Kenya used to be is, um, you know, cows provided for every family, right? Yeah. So if you go to the rural areas of Kenya, everybody has livestock, right? Yeah. And cows. So, but then you have a cow to give you an income yeah. by selling the milk. And you're, usually there's one buyer. It's a big corporation mm. that's buying the milk. And so what happened was, so people have started realizing, wait a minute, how do I make the money you know, like in terms, because everything is sold in liters. So people are just feeding these animals anything they can come across. You know what mm. I mean? So for me personally, I, I wouldn't drink the milk there. Really? I, you know, just from a, from a stalk. When you, when you say feeding them, I mean, an animal's not going to eat anything. Yes. Well, so basically they're giving them like, um, you know, they're doing the antibiotics. So everything that we, we are afraid oh. of here, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're doing it over there. Oh wow! You know okay. What I'm yeah. So because it's a it's a profit driven dairy farming is very hard. 
the margins are very small. Yeah, it's a, it's a volume play. You got even here, yeah, volume play. You know, wow. even here. Yeah, yeah. So for me, you know, I'll drink milk from, you know, where my grandmother came from in the in the country. Yeah. Because I know you know who it came from. Yeah, and it's grazing grass. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. but the guys who are now want to do it uh, in a large scale. Yeah. You know, it's it's feeding it grain. Yeah. Fortified, you know, grains and. You know, giving mm. them um, medication and stuff like oh that. Oh my goodness! Okay, and it's all—it's all legal. It's not illegal, but you know, it's all done for profit. Yeah. So, if you look in Africa right now, there's very high rates of cancer. Very high. Really? Rates of, uh, oh high, high blood pressure, because again, it comes down to the hustle. Everybody's hustling in yeah. the city. Yeah. Nobody has time for the food. So mm. everybody, so quick, every, anything quick, mm. you grab it, you go. You know, and it's cheaper too. You know, it's cheaper now. Some of the things that are coming. You yeah. Know, you know, noodle, when I grew up, there was no noodles. Mm. Now noodles are like a big thing in Kenya now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's weird. Like, I have to say because I watch everything. So things like noodles. Yeah. Coming from Chinese, you know, countries and you know, Asian countries, but mostly China. Yeah. So the packages, the packaging is in the supermarket in Chinese. I would, I don't know. I wouldn't even buy it because I don't know what it's saying. Yeah. So this but is what this is what I'm saying. Like the globalism is happening. Globalism, is but everywhere. the capitalism is unchecked. So yeah. the, there's too much. That's you know they they could be putting anything in those freaking noodles. So yeah, you know, and anything. not just not just the Chinese. I'm talking about anybody. These guys, the guys are just drugging their cows up to make as much milk as possible, feeding them. I mean, it happens here. That's where you it's, really it's, need good standards, too, standards and also for people yeah. that. And that's why it comes down to the permaculture. You have to when you, if you're actually gonna move to Africa. Yeah. Because you're trying to escape or you're trying to do better, yeah. you better know that right off the bat that the food is not the way you think it is. Mm-hmm. It's definitely better than here in a way. Yeah. And it's cheaper. Yeah. But it will be so much cheaper to produce it the right way mm. than here, than doing, you know, than going the shortcut. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So if you so if you have a what I mean off the grid is power, mm-hmm. electricity, sewage. You know, have some good internet for you. you I mean, sewage is hard off the grid, yeah, man. Yeah, you it's can hard, do it's you could do power and is water. It though? Yeah, so, sewage so, is real so, hard. So sewage is isn't sewage just you just need a big uh, so a big underground vat to hold it, and but then it, 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 bacteria will do its thing. But uh, underground depends how many people you have. The more people, in, yeah. and if you're doing business, business has a lot of water consumption, mm. and you could start poison. You could start Cut impacting. Your grazing area water, yeah, sewage is really really difficult. So mm. you okay. can you can do something called human manure. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a, a outhouse. Mm-hmm. I am not a big fan. Yeah, yeah, not, <laughs> I'm not a big fan, but you know what? I was I was I was well. I was. What about a nice comfortable outhouse? Yeah, so I think that'd listen, be nice. I, I was ple- pleasantly surprised. I went to this eco lodge. It's in uh, Kenya, mm. and so that's kind of like a model that I've been studying. Yeah, mm. and it's uh, an American uh, person who owns it. Called Eco Lodge. So Eco Lodge is a, is a, is a style of uh, hotel. It's called Distant Relatives. Okay. Eco Lodge. Yeah. Hmm. So Eco Lodge is is a is a style of it's a sustainable hotel. Mm-hmm. Have, have you seen like in Costa Rica? It's yeah, a, I heard of one in Costa Rica. I've yeah. heard of these things. They have yeah. one in. Um, it's like everything is thought out, thought out. You know. Like yeah. Everything is made of natural. They have one in the Netherlands too. They're everywhere. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. but it's, it, so what an ecology is, every structure yeah. is built out of natural materials. Yeah. yeah. Everything is sustainable. Yeah. Everything is recyclable. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, that's, that's... They take a lot of thought to plan they, out. They take a lot of thought. That's what yeah. I'm saying. If you come, though, 
through through that way yeah and you actually achieve that then you can really live it up in africa by the way time. earthworms keep this thing will are actually naturally decompose human yes, waste earthworms, exactly, exactly yeah no i know i i I've, I've been um one of my hobbies is is i'm i'm learning about um Tiny houses. Yes, yes, I really enjoy like camping and stuff like that. I, I really put you in touch with the dude who owns that. Well, there's a Muslim guy in Toronto called well, Tiny Toronto. So yeah, oh, yeah, no, yeah, I know. I, yeah, I was on that podcast. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that, that was I've there. Been, I've been keep talking to him. That's episode why. twenty-two. Um, but anyway, I was researching how to do um, like because I want to go like I want to just I, I get tired of people, man. Like part of living in America, we were just talking about it. The races. I, I just want to go out in the middle of a desert with a just something with a lake. And I want to go there and just be by me, myself, and I and my family. Yes. And uh, and how do I do that? My wife's not going to be in a place without sewage. Yes. <laughs> I, I can do it. Yeah. She's not going to do that. Yes. All right. And my so wife is not doing so that all either. it takes, all it takes is you build, you dig out a whole big hole, right? You encase it. You put dirt back over it. You yeah. put a vent on it, yeah. and you have it open in the sides where it has bacteria and worms can get inside. You'll never have to worry about sewage again. Now, that's not for chemicals and yeah. cleaners and all. No, but just for, you know, number one and number two, you're good. It's done. It's dude forever. I mean, another thing, another thing that's a lot. how many people, though. If it's just you and your fam, yeah, you, can, I know. you can rock that. If you got 300 people, uh, that's a no, lot of, that's lot of dookie, bro. That's a lot of dookie. Uh, but no, the other thing is, you know what's a lot easier than people think is um, power. Power is easier. Power is not that hard. You got some solar panels. You got yeah, some windmills. Yeah. Well, there's this and new, some and some batteries and all that stuff. There's some companies that are actually many here yeah. in the states that do yeah. um, s- solar power that also helps purify water. Yes. Yeah, and, um, which is good. And they also produce Wi-Fi. So really, yeah. So they get a satellite connection because you're really mac- and you got a little wind on there too. Mm-hmm. So you can get a unit about the size of this table, yeah. um, variety of configurations, and you can have a little um, uh, business. So you can run your your residence and the business area. So you can run a little, uh, probably this building or yeah. something a little bit smaller. Yeah, um, not too bad. Um, so you can run a little village, yeah. and you can have that village having two or three of these yeah. structures, plenty of water, plenty of power, yeah. and internet, global internet access. Yeah, you might not be connected to the pe- you know the people down the way, yeah. but you're going to be connected. In so this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. This is why we need to go back to Africa. People who like like we're hip to all this Western stuff. We, I was just talking to you about a lot of the people that are over there. They're not hip to this and know how to think like this and make this kind of stuff happen. Yeah. If we took if we took like 30 of us think like you and me and we go over there, we could start a, a city. Yes, a community. So a community. You, and, and it would thrive uh, if it's already there by the way. But it's yeah. not being the, the thing is it's not it's not brothers and sisters who are doing it. <laughs> oh, it's white guys. Yeah. White yeah. guys and Chinese yeah. guys. Yeah. White guys mostly. <laughs> but the thing yeah. is though, I mean if you look at, you know, the, you know to me I cannot give respect to anybody who decides to go to Africa yeah. and actually lives there. Yeah. I give them some respect because it's, it's not something that you just wake up and do it. You have to plan it, right? Well, I mean, you, if yeah. you're not by yourself, you, <laughs> yeah. you need to plan it. You, you have to plan it. So, plan it. Yeah. so uh, you're talking about tiny homes. I, that's my, one of the rounds that I'm into, like tiny homes. I've gone to a lot of these uh, tiny homes uh, uh, conventions and stuff yeah. like that. So 
part of the tiny home is part of the ecosystem, the yeah. ecology system, right? Yeah. So being off the grid, it's okay to have a generator. You know, it's, yeah. o- it's okay to have a diesel generator. Yeah, you want for, a backup for, for diesel. Backup diesel. Yeah, you yeah. want a backup diesel. It's good to have that. But you know, places like Kenya, mm-hmm. uh, internet is very uh, is very Wi-Fi mm-hmm. is very readily available. Strong mm-hmm. Wi-Fi, regardless mm-hmm. of where you are. You know, so if you have a business that you actually yeah. you, you you do remotely, you can be out there. Yeah, and do your thing. So, oh, they got and you can mo- tap they, into that. They, they got good yeah. mobile coverage. And you know, you, yeah. you 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 pay for it. You know, yeah. you can get the best. That's like when I go to Kenya, yeah. I'm, I'm staying like that ecology that I'm talking about. Yeah, I feel like I'm just it's in the states. Netflix, know? all that stuff. Everything is quick. <laughs> yeah, and you, you pay for it for five dollars. Yeah, for like three days. You know, That's you, fine, you, and, and and you can and you know they're charging you because yeah. you're you're a guest. Yeah, but for yourself. You'll pay a subscription mm-hmm. for like twenty bucks a month. Yeah, you know, and you have the fastest internet that Kenya can provide. Right? I'm with it. But also, when it comes to the the uh, the toilet, mm-hmm. the uh, sewage. Yeah, there's a human manual. Um, there's so many systems there. I've been checking them out. Yeah. To, to a friend of mine who used yeah. to live in Boston, moved there. Yeah. So actually, you mentioned camping. So part of our property, the way we want our property to be, is an ecology that's going to be primarily you know, um, supporting uh, ideas. So if you have an idea in the States and you want to launch it in Africa, we will host you, take care of everything, all the logistics for you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you have to do a presentation, yeah. we'll give you that platform to to present, you know? Mm-hmm. So we want to make, uh, so basically, a business and a home together. That's yeah. how those people do it. That's how it should so be. So you have a five-acre land, yeah. mm-hmm. four acres dedicated to you know uh, accommodations that people can rent out yeah and then you know an acre is for your family yeah, yeah. so you work and live within your property right mm-hmm. it's beautiful so you make all the money there you have so every morning you wake up you go to your job like five steps away yeah and that's beautiful so that's you know but everything you don't have to worry about you know am i going to have shadow for the electricity number one in africa so solar is Unlimited. Yeah, <laughs> sun's out there forever. <laughs> sun, sun there forever. Nice. Sometimes yeah. too hot. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, your batteries will always be, you know, full oh, all the time. You know what I mean. So you have, the, and then you have wind. You know, some of these places are plains, so the wind is really kicking. Yeah, and then you have the generator, as you said. Yeah, for the backup. Yeah. So that by itself, power in Africa. You know, you know, a, you know, Akon has been trying. I know to do he's that, been right? doing it. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's that. If everybody can get that. Yeah. That could. Almost quantum loop people. So you know the cost of batteries and like the new battery technologies that are coming out. Yes, is really going to help a lot of people because the batteries we can, have been we can, really If you need expensive. to answer that, that's we can pause this. And now, no, that's fine. And okay. now, once you do that, and then now, that's where permaculture comes in. So permaculture, basically, like this place that we went to, um, the place I told you, the decent relatives. That's where we we're basing our our property mm-hmm. be in that principle. If you look at the place six years ago, mm. it was desert, basically. There was nothing. So they actually just had their sixth anniversary. Wow. So in six years, using the permaculinary techniques, yeah. they were able to bring specific plants that grow fast, wow. flowers and stuff. Yeah, so yeah, that yeah. whole place now is so shaded. Mm. That, you know, it's, it's almost like a... Like a jungle. Like for you, who likes camping, yeah. it's like a Disneyland right there. Really? It's just, you know, like, so they have 11 structures. So, you know, one is for two of them are honeymoons, honeymoon structures. Oh, man, that's dope. One is for yeah. people who, like, can stay 11 people. The other one is, you know, individual. Mm-hmm. But they're all, like, within the five acre. Yeah. So they're all, like, spread out. But 
there's parts connecting it, and in the middle, mm-hmm. there's a big lodge. That's where the buys, the you know, the common. So all those guests who are staying with you, yeah. they come there yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. for breakfast. For the restaurant is there, the bar is there, the dance floor is there, and then on the side at the top at the corner yeah. is the owner's home. Yeah. So, so he lives and so, works there. So he lives oh and works man, there. that's beautiful, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. So his job. Like, so I talked to the guy, and the, his job was, you know, I just stay up a late at night working on Airbnb reservations because mm-hmm. it's daytime here, it's night over there. So and then during the day, I'm just walking mm-hmm. around and saying hello to. So that place has people. I met when I went there. I met people from Colorado, people from Sydney, wow. people from Hong Kong. So his job daily is just welcoming these guests. Yep. And mostly uh, v, uh, YouTube. And you said there's a white guy who's doing it. Yeah, white guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's doing it. You know, All you know. Right. But but the same. But I, but I looked at his idea though. Yeah. His houses are made of uh, earth, like mud. Yeah. So he's made them. It's called cob building. You ever heard of cob building? Never no. heard of that. Cob building is basically earth. You know. Yeah. You mix it with, uh, you know, earth, with sand mm-hmm. and straw. Like oh, hay. it's a brick. Yeah. It's, a, oh. it's, 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 it's more durable than a stone. Wow. Damn. Know? Really? Yeah. So it's just a the composition of it. Wow. Okay. Mm. So you build it. So all block, all the structures are made of made this of stuff, that, and then they're made of the coconut palm trees you know like the coconut leaves yeah, yeah. so that's the roofing in, in that area yeah the roofing is made and it lasts for like 15 years mm. before you do another one wow so 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 what they've done they've created jobs to the local that's so you're talking about the security right mm-hmm. so what you do is all the people locally you hire them yeah so yeah, nobody's gonna nobody's gonna you're the boss they know you they always respect you like, yeah, yeah, yeah. become like a, a chief there oh wow because they're providing work yeah yeah and also if you're a good person you're an asshole, then <laughs> you're good. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Good being a person. And I looked, we, I was looking at the numbers, like just that one weekend was there, and I was like, damn, and it's supposed to be the low season. This and guy, he was this just booked. Killing it. He's not, because he, he has a, he has a, yeah. also he has an ethos of his business. It's about sustainability. Yeah, yeah. So people love that. They like the lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. So that sounds nice. And that's that's good and, business. And, and that's that's to me. If you have kids, especially a wife, yeah, and you want peace of mind, you don't want. Yep. Nairobi can be very noisy. Yeah. People mm-hmm. honking and shit, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it can be polluted, like any other city. There's a lot of diesel cars that are not up to standard. Mm. So there's a lot of fumes. So just blowing. So yeah. if you have a child who is uh, like my son is asthmatic, mm. that would not be a good place. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? So. This place I was talking about is by the beach. Mm-hmm. Indian Ocean is right there. Yeah, and there's a lot of African Americans buying <laughs> buying spots there. Oh. So that's the other point I was saying. Land ownership. Yeah. If, if, if you think of how do I start coming to Africa, the first thing is do your research. Yeah. Don't be afraid to go there. If you have a person who you know. Yeah. Even if it's loosely. Yeah. But you can trust somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go out there. You know. Um, so for our, our, our guests at home joining us today, we have, uh, what's your name, sir? Chris Buya. Who is friends with Anthony here. And, um, he just stopped in midway through the podcast just to see what's going on. Um, how are you today, sir? Um, fantastic. Uh, doing well. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> so you, you, you came here in 95. That's right. You went back and you lived back in Kenya for three years. For three years. That's and you right. came back again. Then it came back again. That's right. Um, Why'd you come back, man? What happened?
be continued. Dun, dun, dun. You say your you say your homie's coming through. Yeah. Okay. Chris. Is he uh how do you know how far away he is? Uh, he won't be here for maybe another hour. Oh, okay. We'll get started then. He yeah. can just come in halfway through. Yeah. All right. But yeah, I mean, so we we figured that so food spaces. Um, no, it makes sense. Yeah. Food spaces are, are increasing in Africa, you know. Um, in terms of um, um, you know, um, good places with ambience, different kinds of foods, mm-hmm. uh, events like high-end dining. You mean everything? Yeah. But, so there's a good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. Right? So. So obviously, like in the states, yeah, the fast foods are failing, yeah, because you know a lot of people are able to eat ethnic food, oh yeah, for cheap, right? Yeah. So you can go to a Haitian spot here for ten dollars, five dollars. You know yeah. what you should do, bro. I'm t- I'm dead serious. Yeah. The next when you going next to Nairobi? Uh, I'm hoping July, but definitely uh, I'll be there in December for sure. Do are there? Do they have a lot of? Um, like cuisine, like street cuisine, and yeah, street food is there. Oh man, so but it, but it needs to be more elevated. So we want to be so part of what we're doing. Mm. We we want to elevate the street food as well yeah. in terms of uh, sanitation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have a no street food po- international policy. Man. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you can get sick as a dog. Oh, really? Get the end for you, <laughs> Just don't go for any street. I'm food. adventurous, bro. Yeah. I want to yeah. try yeah. some of this. My, my, uh, my, uh, uh, Person I went to, we were in China, mm-hmm. and uh, a friend of mine, Ayana's old man, oh, wow. yeah. he was like, oh, I eat street food all over the world. We were like, don't do it, son. <laughs> don't do it. Oh, and he man. Was, he was just, he was, you know, there's good street food, yeah. but then there's a like, yeah. bruh. Yeah. You know, that looked like they just really flirted that chicken just now. There's still blood yeah. right there. Yeah. I, I, he, he ate it. I'm thinking, like, if they fry it and it's heat. Wouldn't it kill everything? Nah, nah. nah. I mean, if it's not hot enough, right? it's, 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 not, it's, 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 it's mostly the handling. Okay. It's the handling of the food. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So when it's raw before it's cooked, mm. that's that's the critical point. So my what I was saying though is there's a um, there's a, a YouTuber. Uh, there's a number of YouTubers. Um, Food Ranger. He goes all throughout China, and then he actually goes around the world. But he starts. I've seen it, I've seen it. Food Ranger. Uh, Mark Weens. There's Queen, another dude. Um, but basically, they just go and just eat food on camera, and they give their opinions reactions. reactions yeah. These guys make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year off of just YouTube views. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. Why not have that same exact thing in African countries? Because there's a lot of good food. Like one of my favorite food is Ethiopian food and Somalian food. The, the guys were doing it. The yeah. guys were doing it. But um, as I said, I mean, st- street food is, you know, in Africa, street food is um, to go, right? It's, yeah. it's a necessity. Yeah, yeah. It's not really still a culture, you know? It's oh, not like, okay. It's not like me and you that will approach it and say, hey, we can go to a fine dining, we can go whatever, but we want street food, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's getting there, though. Okay. It's getting there. So a lot of people, they still equate street food with poor food. Yeah. Really? You know I mean? Yeah. So it's not. I just so, think quick. So, see, our Western, and tasty. Our Western, our Western view yeah. is like, an adventure, the way you're saying it. Yeah, yeah. But to someone who lives in Nairobi, mm. like, I work hard, I don't want to eat food standing. I want to <laughs> They want a restaurant. Relax. Yeah. But coming back to my point, I was saying, yeah. um, they, you know, food spaces, the reason we started foodies is we saw trends of 
places like you know good places popping up mm. yeah but then africans were being left out mm. on the management level so the yeah. owner would be a foreigner who comes in with a lot of money yeah um lebanese arab you know american yeah british yeah yeah nothing wrong with that but then we figured that so they have all these events annual events you know like uh chef delight you know where all the chefs come together mm-hmm. yeah the first thing that you know is like the executive chef head chef is always a white guy <laughs> and then sometimes the sous chef always a white guy oh so the hierarchy is always like you know yeah they're not it, really kenyans if you don't see the, and the guys who's chopping the vegetables is <laughs> so, a black, so the, the, black so guys, yeah. Yeah, the rest of the you know so the rest of the line yeah is africans and then the chances of them for upper mobility is almost nil Wow, man! So, no. so you that need to see more heart, African sous chefs yeah, to really yeah, prepare yeah. to have an executive chefs. Yeah, but also too is that it's almost like um, the way you feel it. It's like, oh, that food is dope just because it's not it's not being prepared by a non-African. Mm. You know what I mean? That's the way they feel over That's there. That's how they feel over there. Yeah. You know what I mean? But also, well, if a white guy's doing it, it must be good. Yeah, exactly. That's what they think. That's yeah. how it's been traditionally since yeah. uh, the sixties. That's that colonization. Yeah. 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 So, so um, if you go to the big, big hotel, yeah, the kids are coming out of New York, yeah, England, and they get a good job. And being a chef there on an executive chef level, mm-hmm. yeah, especially eighties, nineties, when you know going to those places was only for the rich. Hmm. So those guys just killed it out there. They, wow. you come in with a house, you know, paid by the hotel, a vehicle, you know, probably a driver. Yeah, they live living better than they would live back back oh, in okay. back in Europe. Yeah, and then the guy, but then when you open the hood and look, look at the nitty gritty, the guys who are doing the job are actually the locals. But then again, that's one faucet. But now, as I was saying about the food, the food, um, fast foods, they're closing here. You know, there's some McDonald's that have shut down in the states. Yeah, it, but, yeah. But guess what? What they found the market in Africa. So that's another big thing that's coming in Africa, but is it good or bad? So, uh, uh, yeah, the, the, so, yeah, that's the thing. Obese rates are high in Africa. You yeah. um, obese and still malnutritious because yeah. the food is the food, not, exactly. not quality. You guys have like Burger King, McDonald's, all that stuff. Everything is coming in now. We have Burger King and you can't, there's no way people yeah. that this food is not good for you. Yeah, but yeah, they do good they, marketing. To them, they're like, Wow. You lived there in the states. You enjoyed it. Let me enjoy it now. And yeah, you can't say you, you can't. Complain. I mean, eventually you got to get people to. Re- <laughs> I don't eat fast food at all. But if you get a little fast that's food, that's because we know though they don't know. It's, it's okay. Well, you know, the thing there's is, one thing about eating fast food like once a month or something like that. But you oh, eat that sucker every day, mm-hmm. you're done. So you're you, know what's a, you know what's a funny thing though is that over there, the fast food sometimes it's double the price. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of here? Of here. Yeah. What? Yeah, man. <laughs> That's crazy to be. McDonald's, <laughs> the McDonald's over there. Yeah. You know, okay, we don't have a McDonald's. I think in Kenya we don't have McDonald's. In South Africa they do, but we have Burger King. Yeah. That's for the upper class. Wow, that's an upper class restaurant. Poor people cannot afford that. That is mental. Middle class cannot afford that. You know, but it's, wow. it's kind of tied yeah. together. So those and those are tucked usually inside a very prestigious mall. So what? 
Yeah, Burger King. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I can see that. You want to think that, but was... it's you know it, it's very appealing. I mean, it's that's funny. It's bright. It's it's, it's branded well. All right, yeah. let me let me intro this podcast so we can uh, 